Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. Well, one of the old pastimes that we have started doing more since having kids is building sandcastles. I can tell you, it's so interesting to watch this process unfold through your children's eyes. Naturally, the kids, they generally want to build closer to the water. The sand there packs a lot easier. It's way closer to the water. They need to go get water for their moat that they're building in their castle. And when they get tired of building the castle, after about a minute of doing it, they're right there by the water to sit and play. But anyone who goes to the beach and builds a castle knows that if you build down in this part of the beach, it's not going to last. We know that the tides change and that before you know it, a really big wave will come and it'll crash all their hard work away. And it's just, you could see it all over that face and that first one comes up and it just washes half their work away. They're like, where did that come from? They had no idea. And of course, We know that if you build up in the sandier part of the beach, the tide isn't going to come up there. Now, this type of building takes more work. The sand doesn't mold as much. You've got to walk down and get water with your little sandcastle bucket and come back and make a hundred trips. The kids don't end up doing that usually. (laughs) That's my job. But up here, if you do the hard work, you can build a beautiful castle. Or for our family, we like to build anything from turtles and snowmans and crosses and airplanes. And you can build this beautiful thing that the tide doesn't come up and wash away. But what happens a lot when you're in this tropical place? Usually an afternoon storm comes. And when that unexpected storm comes, even though you've done the hard work, you've still built on sand and sand just does not sustain when the wind comes. And I know in my life, I built a lot of things in beaches that weren't meant to hold. Sometimes I took the easy way out and I tried to build something quickly and the tide came in and washed it all away. And there were people around me who could probably look at me and say, what you're building isn't going to last. But I had that determined three-year-old mindset. I know where my my toddlers get their stubbornness from. I wasn't going to listen. I was going to build it here because I wanted this beautiful thing to be built. And the tide came and it washed it all away. And there are other times in life where you do the hard work. You take the extra time. You put the extra energy into it, not realizing that a storm could come And wash it all away. And maybe you're afraid to build anything right now because what you've built has been washed away. You've either done it the quick way and the tides come in or the storms of life have come and knocked away the things that you've worked really hard for. Maybe because of this, fear is sitting in your story today because it just seems (laughs) no matter how many times I build, another storm keeps coming. And yes, there's sunshine in between, but you know another storm's going to come. And the enemy wants to put in your mind, so why build? Why even take the time to build something if you just know it's going to be destroyed when the storm comes? And last week we talked about darkness and ending up in a dark place. And so maybe that thought in your mind is, I don't want to find myself in the darkness. So I'm just going to stay in this nice little cozy spot where I am because I don't want to take any risk of building anything and feeling the defeat. And so the enemy stops us from building. And Jesus reminds us that in the world, we will have trouble. So we can know that storms will come. So the question is, should we stop building? And we're going to go into Matthew chapter 7. And I want to read to you verses 24 through 27. And this is Jesus speaking here. He says, therefore, 
everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it's foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash. So in other words, there is a way to build that will last through the storms of life. And that way to build is when we build them on Jesus. This is when our life is an action of the words that Jesus has given us to live by. That's when we put them into action. When we are building what he tells us to build, firmly built upon him is our base and letting him guide the building process. We don't need to fear anything in building with Jesus because even when the storms come, even when the wind blows, it will sustain when it is built through him. And how do we know what it means to build on Jesus? What does this look like? Well, Jesus teaches us all throughout scripture what that means. And in this specific part of scripture where we're looking in Matthew, notice that that first part started with a therefore. So if you see therefore in scripture, it's important to go back and see what was Jesus talking about right before this. And so this is Jesus's closing remarks of his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus's longest sermon that he spoke early in his ministry. And there is just so many pieces to give us of how to live. It talks about how to live, how to pray, how to live without worry. There's so much in here. And it's a really great place that I know I found to start if we're looking at laying a foundation of life. So all of Matthew chapters five through seven, I would encourage you just to flip to that and read it and sit and reflect on it and pray on it and see maybe if there's a specific part in there where Jesus is speaking to you today. And where I want to focus is chapter six. We're going to start at verse 19. And it's talking about storing up treasures in heaven. It says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vernum destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vernum do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The only reason in my life that I have felt destruction from storms is because I was building for earthly things, earthly things that could be destroyed in an instant. And that was where my heart was. My heart was in the world, my energy, my focus, and my drive. Where the thief, aka the enemy, can come in and steal and destroy. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus is here for fullness of life here on earth. Fullness of life as we come through living out the words that he teaches us. And he reminds us that our time isn't here to build the biggest bank account, to have the nicest house, the best car, even the best job, but to build for his kingdom, to store up things in heaven. And I know myself included and a lot of other people right now, that building up these earthly things is a lot of stress and a lot of 
anxiety. Maybe it's getting through school and getting the degree. Maybe it's how you're going to save up for your retirement someday. Whatever it is of these earthly things can be such a weight of anxiety and fear for us. But then again, maybe you're also the person who's sitting here thinking, you know what? I don't, I don't need a fancy house. I don't need the best car, but I'm really trying to follow God and I'm really trying to surrender these earthly things, but I don't know how I'm going to provide. And so fear is sitting on your path and that fear of how you're going to provide is paralyzing you. And maybe it's just so small earthly things of how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to put food on the table for my family? And you're so focused in on these and you're just in survival mode right now. And what I love about Jesus is as he teaches, I think he knew exactly what we would need to hear as he's talking about, don't worry about these earthly things. Because the next section in his sermon is titled, do not worry. Do not worry about what? Your life, your human life, what you will eat, drink, your body, what you'll wear, all of it. There's no reason to worry because God will provide. And in this next section, he talks about how he provides for the birds in the sky. And if you look back all the way through time, God always provided basic needs. I think of the Israelites wandering in the desert and God gave them manna to eat. I thought about the hungry crowds as they were listening to Jesus and following after him. And there was not enough food, but a boy's little lunch fed all of them, thousands of them. He will provide the physical things that we need. And he reminds us that worrying cannot add a single hour to our life. Verse 27, I need this written out every day. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And maybe that's where you just pause and reflect. Can I add a single hour to my life by worrying about this right now? One of my favorite pastors says it this way. He says, worry and faith cannot happen at the same time. When you think about that, if I'm worried about something, then I truly, in that moment, am not having faith that Jesus will provide. Jesus loves us and his love is perfect. And so because he loves us, if we have faith in him and trust in him, we don't need to worry. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. If fear is writing your story today, and again, this is just kind of conversations I have with myself. If fear is writing my story today, I have not built my foundation on Jesus. And there's that part of me that knows that what I'm building it on may not last. And so fear sits there. And and just this really quick reminder Fear itself may come into our minds. Fear is just something that the enemy is going to throw at us. So that thought of fear may come, but it's how we manage that thought, how long it stays with us and the choices that we make as a result of that thought that decide whether that becomes a part of our foundation or whether that comes in today and you it comes in, fear may start, but you say, you know what? No, my foundation is built on Jesus. And so therefore I have no reason to fear and no reason to be afraid. I have had seasons of being the top-notch worrier, not something that I'm proud of. And stresses used to come and they would stay and all of my actions and decisions were driven out of this fear-based mindset. That was when my foundation was not Jesus. But now thoughts come in and maybe I'll start, but then I remember God's faithfulness 
and how he provides. Sometimes this cycle happens a hundred times over, but it's making the choice that these fear thoughts are not what I'm using to build my foundation anymore. Jesus is my foundation and I know he will provide because he always has and he always will. It's crazy as it sounds, one of the most beautiful blessings that I have been given is really those storms that came in and washed away all those things that I had built on the sand. I 100% believe that God sent those storms to clear away everything that I thought that was building to show me two things. Number one, how quickly what we build here on this world can go away. And two, how to have a fresh building site to build with him is the foundation. Maybe you're sitting here today in the pile of rubble. Maybe the storms came. Maybe the water rose. And maybe the winds blew. And the house that you built fell with a great crash. Maybe it was your dreams. Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was a job. Whatever it is, if you are sitting here in the rubble of those things that have fallen apart, I just want to give you the encouragement to clear that out and see it as a beautiful foundation to start fresh and lay with Jesus as your base. And maybe there's also some of us that have some demoing to do. Maybe we've got to tear down some of those things that we've let be our foundations and building blocks for life. And I thought this part of Matthew was a great example of how we do that. Matthew 6 Verses 33 through 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And just this reminder, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So how do you start laying the foundation? You seek God first. You seek him first in all that you do. And these earthly things that we need, God will provide. He already knows what you need. We don't have to worry about tomorrow because God's already in it. He already knows what you need tomorrow and for every single day of your life. And he will provide it for you just as he always has and just as he always will. And so today I just want to encourage you to open up the Sermon on the Mount read through this, pray on it, ask God to reveal to you what maybe lesson you need to know. And then just don't read it and receive it, but then take the step to live it out because that's when our faith changes. And that's where we start to really build that foundation to put the walls up and to start building a house built on God as we go every day, trusting in him, believing in him and living it out as we go into our world. Let's end today in prayer. Dear Jesus, we just want to come to you today with such a grateful heart. Thank you for providing storms that clear out the earthly things that we have built. Thank you for your grace and for your love, your perfect love that will drive out all fear. Thank you for coming to this world and showing us how we built a foundation on you. Jesus, we just ask that we seek you in all that we do. For you are good and you have everything we need and you know every need we have. And help us to sit and trust in that today. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Don't forget to check out the show notes because we have some journal prompts, a deeper look into scripture. And we're also going to take this podcast episode and put it into motion in our live prayer and workout classes. The Saturday classes are at no cost. We're also going to start sending out some bonus free resources for you in our Faith Filled Friday email series. You can find the link to subscribe to that in the show notes and the links to sign up for classes all down in the show notes. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and we will see you again next week.